Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ohio State Sports Management YouTube channel. Today, we are here with Jamie Wood of the class of 2019, who serves as the Assistant Director of Compliance here at Ohio State. Jamie, thanks for joining us today. Could you start off by giving us a description of your career journey and how you ended up where you are today? Definitely. Gavin, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to give back in this capacity. Um, uh, the Sport Management Program and Ohio State in general has done so much for me, man, so um, this is a little bit about my journey. I'm from born and raised in Columbus, Pickerington uh, Central High School, um, you know, and then had the opportunity to play ball at Ohio State. I was recruited by Coach Tressel. Um, and obviously there were some challenges along that road. I ended up playing for Coach Fickle for one year um, and then Urban for two. Um, so my athletic endeavors and my athletic ability, um, you know, I, I call it like a vehicle. Um, it was able, it, it, take, it took me places that, um, you, know, you know, I didn't necessarily, um, you know, I always wanted to be a Buckeye um, being from Columbus and, and to have that opportunity was an honor. Um, and then, so throughout my college career, I, I dealt with a few injuries in that process. Uh, I was introduced to um, the internship program called Buckscope Go Pro, which I know you're familiar with. Um, you know, you are alumni. Being in that, I worked in the ticket office, which was not an area that I you know, had a particular interest in, but uh, what it did is it exposed me to the other side of the athletic. You could probably relate to and, you know, are involved with, you know, making your student athlete experience the better it can be. Than anything, I was able to see sport administrators or other people in the ticket office or other areas within the department. Um, and so through that experience, um, I, I kind of served in that capacity. I also interned as a, um, for Janine Oman, who is now our deputy AD. Um, I did that for about a year and a half. And then I transitioned out of that space. Um, and I really did myself. Um, I, I, I didn't transition right into a full-time position in athletics. I actually worked outside of athletics. Um, I served, uh, actually worked um, some mentally challenged work into a, in a residential facility uh, with a few troubled youth. Um, so I did that for about a year, um, and then I worked sales for a year and a half. Um, I was literally selling toilet paper. As far as, you know, it's a in this COVID time, I'm sure they're seeing a lot of business. Um, I told myself I never sell, but uh, I, I was actually people and, you know, piquing people's interest. And, and, you know, I think you're always selling yourself in some capacity, whether it be just how you carry yourself or how you live your life. Uh, I don't think they were necessarily buying the product. They buy the person. And so I, I learned a lot from that experience. But then after that, um, I, I reached out to, you know, Gene, actually. I'm on the back end of my career and in that sales role. And um, it just happened to be like during the time that I reached out, uh, there was an opportunity and a position available in the compliance spot. Um, and, you know, going through the major infraction with Coach Tressel and obviously the you know, compliance education that, you know, we have as student athletes, I had a, a foundation, a basic understanding of the rules. Um, so I think that and then just my knowledge of Columbus and, and kind of the culture of Ohio State, um, I interviewed um, and, and was, was, was offered the position. And so three and a half years later, I'm still here. I'm still in compliance and uh, I'm loving every bit of it. I, I love working for Ohio State. I love serving our student athletes our coaches in this capacity. Thanks for that, Jamie. Uh, it was awesome to hear about your journey and, you know, what Ohio State meant to you. And so transitioning from that, talk about your time in the sport management program and maybe a few of your favorite memories from that time. Yeah, man, um, it seems like forever ago. Um, 
you know, when I first started working at Ohio State, getting a, a master's or, a, you know, a higher level degree was a goal of mine. Um, and, and so, you know, as an employee, you had tuition assistance and, and you're able to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, my supervisor allowed me to to work and um, pursue my degree. And so um, that experience was great. Um, Dr. Turner, um, Dr. Pastore, um, they were awesome to work with. They were very understanding of, you know, my, you know, employment demands. Um, and I was able to schedule around um, my job. But uh, for me, man, it was really just providing some, some knowledge behind my experience um, for, you know, when I, I didn't start the program initially, or I did, really wasn't a sport industry major at all. So uh, at learning theory and learning you know, different types of, you know, marketing and things of that sort was, was a, a great, a, you know, a great backing. I, I think the most valuable class for me, I guess, through that experience um, that really stuck out was Gene's class, where you basically go from the top of the faucet down. So uh, I happen to be on the ninth floor. So you have compliance to come in and talk. You have sport marketing or fan experience come in and, and talk. You have ticket sales. You have some of the sport ID. So um, even being an employee at Ohio State, when I'm, you know, when I was pursuing my, my degree, that class, you know, kind of helped give me a glimpse of some things that some, some areas that I don't, I didn't necessarily work in on a day to day. So that was, that was awesome. Um, I think, the other thing that I really enjoyed was just project-based learning. So um, being able to do the Clippers fundraising event, uh, that was awesome. Uh, even though our weather was terrible for that game, I think it was like the coldest of the year. Um, and it was like snowing and like hailing or so. I, it was it was bad. Um, I actually wasn't able to make it, but I was a part of the planning process. And um, it, 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 it was a good experience. It was a good opportunity to kind of see your – work, your, your planning, your preparation, um, and really put it into action. And I think we raised a good amount of money for the program. Um, but I, I loved project-based learning. And I think, uh, I'm not sure if you guys implemented more of that type of stuff, but I, I, I really enjoyed that, that, that part of it, that component. Yeah, me and you kind of have the same track there. I didn't come from a sport industry uh, background either. So once I got in this program, it was all start to learn and figuring stuff out. Um, you, know, you mentioned a little bit about your career. Uh, what are some of your highlights of your career this far? Uh, so far, I would say uh, the, the big thing that I really enjoy about this role is, you know, working in compliance, you're seen as like the feds or the bad guy. Um, and, and I understand it because I had that same perspective. But what I'm learning more and more is that compliance is necessary. Um, and you think of like your life, like you need accountability, you need checks and balances. And that's really our role is to be checks and balances, but also to be serving in a customer service. If there's something you want to do or something that, you know, there are speed limits. You know, you may want to go 40 in a 25, but the speed limit is a speed limit. So a lot of times what people don't understand is, is the NCAA doesn't just mandate and, and, you know, put rules in place. It's a voting. There's a voting process. There's a legislative cycle, just like our, our you know, similar to our federal government where like, there's no, it's not an isolated school or isolated person that makes a decision. It's, it's a collection of, of votes that um, in some instances aren't in favor of the student athletes. Sometimes the institution is uh, the beneficiary of those decisions, but um, it's not just Ohio State making rules. It's not just the NCAA dictating, you know, what, what the rules are. So I think learning that, um, but also, 
you know, learning to relay that information to student athletes. Um, I, I consider myself still young, even though I'm, uh, I'm on the edge of my 20s, uh, the, last, the last straw of my 20s. Um, it, it's, it's been um, an eye-opener for me. I think I can relate to student athletes. Um, and so with that ability, I'm, I'm able to articulate rules in a way that uh, I hope they can understand and, and maybe not agree with. And I, I'll say, it, like, I don't agree with some of these rules. And there's a lot of change coming that I think is uh, going to be very beneficial for athletes, um, not just football and basketball, but all, all student athletes. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of that process. Yeah, that was one of our topics this year in Dr. P's class was about the, the changes that are about to come. And it's, it's about to change big time, like you said. Um, who are some of the – who has made the most impact on you throughout your professional career? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I would say, you know, when I was an intern, Tyler Jones really took me under his wing um, to see another black man in, a, you know, in, a, in the athletic department because if you look at the data and the numbers – uh, Ohio State is unique in, in with how many um, minorities or um, black staff that you see around here. Um, but a lot of other, you know, from what I hear, because I've only been at Ohio State, um, it's not the same. So for me, I gravitated to Tyler Jones, who is about four or five years older than me um, throughout my internship experience. And then I had the opportunity to, to work with him, um, you know, in a professional sense when I transitioned over. Um, so he's been very impactful. You know, he's a very encouraging and uplifting person. He reminds me of a lot of myself, um, where you, you just try to be a light in, the, in every space that you walk into, um, whether you're talking about bad news, relaying bad information, or you, you're, you're celebrating. Uh, it's, it's being that light. And, and so he's been a light in my life outside of profession, the prof professional world as well. He's somebody I look up to, and he's now – um, the deputy AD at Cleveland State. Um, so he's continued to climb and grow in his profession. Um, and he's also, he always has an ear to listen um, if I want to reach out and, and chat. Uh, along that same kind of question, who are some of your role models growing up and to this day? Uh, growing up, uh, from an athletic standpoint, I never really had like one person. I love traits about people. Um, you know, I remember when – I forget how old I was, but the Ohio State National Championship, um, my first Ohio State game I went to was Ohio State versus Texas Tech, Texas Tech um, back when Maurice Claret was a freshman. Uh, it was a national championship year, and um, I actually was not getting recruited at the time. I was a guest of one of these who was getting recruited. Um, and, you know, I went with my dad, and my dad was just like, man, could you ever see yourself playing here? And at that time, I said, you know, I said yes, um, you know, not thinking I'm, I'm probably in eighth grade at this point. Um, but, you know, watching Clorette's freshman season and, and, you know, even just that team in general, that was awesome um, to, to experience um, and to be a part of. And, and then obviously to, to kind of come around to being a part of the Buckeyes. Um, I think the other person I would say is Coach Tressel. Um, and I, I, I think we all can kind of can, can – Think about this when when you're removed from a program or where you're no longer a student athlete, you you grow to appreciate those experiences a lot more. Um, and I know you've dealt with injuries yourself, so like you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, maybe more than some of your other teammates. Um, but like Coach Tress was just a a very you know insightful uh, 
faith-driven, you know, man. And, and, and so, like, just thinking of, like, the quiet time that he implemented during camp, we would have, like, 15 to 20 minutes before we talk football at all um, that we would have to devote to reading um, a manual that he – the winner's manual that he put together for each team. And he did it every year, um, the two years that I played with him or for him. And it had quotes, it had proverbs, it had scriptures, it had all types of information in there that forces you to think outside of, you know, the, the tunnel vision that, you know, we're about to jump into with sport. Um, and, 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 you know, the, one of the big things that stuck out to me, you know, from him, he was just like, you know, don't let Ohio State use you, you know, use it. And it kind of, you know, what I mentioned earlier about sport addicts, develop over the time of our life can be used to help um, and, and benefit all um, and not just yourself. And, you know, people want to climb the ladder, but, it, but at the end of the day, man, he was really trying to encourage and, and teach us how to be a man. And, you know, I, I didn't, you know, when you go into the meeting, you're like, man, here we go again, like writing down what you're thankful for and grateful for. Like, you know, sometimes I just went through the motions, but sometimes I really gave it thought. And now that I look at it, look at it and, and, you know, start to implement that into my life, even without being a part of the team, I, I start to see just, you know, exactly what he was trying to teach us. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, how has COVID-19 affected your job and how have you had to work through the new working conditions? Well, as you see, um, I, I was outside and now I'm in a little in, inside space. I've actually... Uh, actually been able to work from home um i actually my buddy has an office space at his gym so i've been able to get a little fitness work in um and then step into his office whenever it's time to work so i i work my typical hours um but i'm also able to get here early and get a workout in so it's been pretty cool from that perspective um but it, it's changed everything I and mean, you see we're on zoom now and um it's made people more accessible though so like like even just like for these interviews and, and, and even networking, um, you're able to, you know, people aren't doing much. They're not, they're not out doing events and things of that sort. So I would say it's, it's people are, are able to be reached from that capacity, but um, coaches are changing their recruiting virtual space. And I, once we, uh, we get out of this COVID space, uh, I think coaches will utilize this tool. This force them to learn uh, something new. And, and so I think it's been good from that aspect. Um, but it's definitely presented some challenges too with, you know, budget impacts and the possibility of football not being played or being pushed. Uh, there are a lot of challenges, not having a tournament last year, uh, from a financial standpoint, it's, it's, it's impacting departments significantly. And, um, I feel for some of the smaller institutions, um, just knowing that some of the challenges that, pre that are, that's presented to us here at Ohio state, I couldn't imagine being at a, a D three or, or a smaller school with a smaller budget. Hey, you're right. You know, we're kind of lucky here at Ohio State to have the resources we have. And, you know, it's for this not to affect us as much as other programs. Uh, we want to thank you for answering all those questions so far. Uh, we're going to go on to a couple of fun ones here to end this interview. Um, you mentioned, you know, growing up in Columbus and still here to this day. So what's your favorite place to eat in Columbus? Man, uh, I got to think back to my college years. Uh, there was a place called Japanese Steakhouse downtown um, that, you know, I would go there for lunch, you know, fried rice. Uh, I get, you know, I get double fried rice. I get shrimp, chicken. Uh, I wouldn't get the veggies because I wasn't a fan of the veggies back then. Now I, I eat a bit more veggies. Uh, but I would eat that stuff before practice. So I walk in there smelling like a hibachi grill. Um, 
But also, I'm like, man, I wish I would have taken my nutrition a lot, lot serious, a lot more serious back then. Um, I'm running off of fried rice. There's no way that that's uh, as efficient as my body could have been working. But that is my favorite type of food. It's not the best for me, especially as my metabolism slows down and I'm not as active as I used to be. Uh, what's some of your favorite memories during your playing career here? Mm. Uh, I would say, so my red shirt year, we went out to the Rose Bowl. Uh, you know, you kind of think of the granddaddy of them all, and you had the privilege of playing in one or being a part of it. I don't know if you were injured then or what, but being a part of the team when we played Washington, um, Urban's last season. Uh, it, it was just, you know, the, the prestige behind that game. The, you know, the, the beef bowl, uh, we, we went and we had like a stand-up comedy deal where, you know, D-Ray Davis, I think the other teams had like Mike Epps. So like there, there was like just the, the, the events. And it, I think also with it being my first bowl trip, you know, it was something special about that. Um, but I had a, a good time. I knew I wasn't playing. So I got to really just take it in and, you know, do my, you know, do my deal and practice and, and really get to enjoy and fellowship with the guys. Um, and. You know, we had rap battles on the bus. Um, you know, we had a couple scuffles on the bus as well. But, man, it, it was, it's just those little things of, like, connecting with your guys, having a team. Um, I, I think, you know, just with the times and the social justice and some of the issues we see in our culture or in our society now, man, I think that there's a lot to be learned from the, from the locker room and from how we operate as a team. I think society has a lot to learn from an athletic locker room. Uh, we got people that – you got your Braxton Millers, you got your Gavin Cups, you got your Jamie Woods, you got people from all different walks of life, um, you know, different levels of notoriety and, you know, say fame, celebrity. Um, but that love is there and that unified goal and mission um, is there, especially on the, the good teams. The good teams know how to do it. Um, and they push, push each other when they need push. They hug each other when they need hugged. Um, and I think – that's some of the stuff that we need. We need empathy. We need love. We need, um, we need people to, 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 to really value um, this time that we have on earth um, because it, it can be gone like that. So um, and their experiences and how to transfer those skills and, and those experiences and articulate it and, and use it to make this world a better place. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's we, There's discussions about that all the time. That's always a common point. If someone could just see the inside of a football locker room, how like different the world would be. Um, you sure. mentioned the gym. Uh, what what's quarantine look like for you? Quarantine. Quarantine has looked like uh, man. I'm I'm again working from home. I'm not really out and about much. Uh, I'll go and get food. Um, I actually. Uh, you know, I picked up a little DoorDash hustle um, back when it first started. I haven't been doing it much anymore, um, but man, it, it's it's been uh, it's been a challenge. I'm a people person. I like to engage with people, so I'm just trying to find ways to, to connect with people. Um, happy hours over Zoom. You know, they, I've I've heard there's weddings and like birthday parties over Zoom. A little different, but um, just just trying to connect with people, man. At the end of the day, that's what life is about. Um, it's about people. It's about relationships. So trying to continue to enrich those while also, you know, being productive in my, you know, workspace as well. Last question here. Uh, what would some be, what would be some incoming advice you give to grad students? Ah, man, I think um, that's a good question. I would encourage 
incoming grad students to the connections and the people that you're able to meet, you know, whether it's them bringing them in as speakers or you're going to work with the Clippers or Crew Stadium, like these different visits that you're or field trips, you want to say, that you that you go to is connect and reach out to those individuals, especially if it's an area that you have interest in. Um, I also, you know, going through my sales role and that ticket ticketing role, I forget who gave me this word of advice, but it's sometimes like you have to learn what you don't want to do before you figure out what you do want to do. So a lot of people, you know, I've never worked sales in my life. Um, you really don't know. You're just saying that, you know, based off of maybe what you heard from someone else or you experienced somewhere else. So sometimes you just got to jump in. Um, there are skills to be learned in every role or every position or every internship that you may take. Um, but I, I think you have to be intentional on maximizing that opportunity and also making sure you learn from that opportunity, regardless if it's a, a job that you, you know, see yourself doing in the future, there's something to learn from that. So uh, make sure you're taking away some nuggets and, and learning. Um, but also, uh, Dr. Turner and, and Pastore, who I had the most interactions with, um, they, they are a wealth of knowledge. They have a wealth of experience and they give you freedom to kind of make the most of, of the program. And so, um, you'll get what you put into it. Um, and, and so I, I think that is, you know, that's, that's kind of the word of advice that I would give. Thank you for that. Uh, Jamie, thank you for joining us today. We truly appreciate your time and we know our audience will value hearing from you and everyone watching. Thank you for tuning into this episode of sport management. YouTube channel, and we will we'll see you again soon. Thanks, Gavin. Have a good one. Go, go Bucks.